The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to A Guided Life Podcast, where we talk about all things spirit and life. I'm your host, Laura West. Follow me on Facebook at GuidedWest11, on Instagram at GuidedWest, and on Twitter at LauraWest111. I also have a website at www.laurawest.net, where you can download a free guide on how to meet your own spirit guides. My book, Guided, is available on Amazon, and it's about soul teams, intuition, mediumship, and spiritual tools such as oracle and tarot cards, crystals, pendulums, and so much more. My guest today is Odelia Algarat. Odelia was born in 1974 in France. She started writing her debut novel, You Are Allowed, in 2016 while studying at Sapir College in Israel. She is a lecturer on mother-daughter relationships and the ability to choose stable parenting patterns in intergenerational transmission. Odelia, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Laura. I'm so happy to be here with you. Oh, I'm so happy to be here with you too. So Odelia, you know, you, you have done some pretty amazing things. I mean, you, you're working on your second book. People, millions right. of people talk about writing a book, even less write a book, probably even less write a second book. <laughs> so what oh, an yeah. amazing feat. What an amazing feat, uh, along with other thank things. You. So can, yeah, thank you. Can you um, maybe start by telling us a little bit about where you're from? What, what, does your, what does your history look like? So I was born in Paris, France, and I grew up there. It was really amazing. And when I was about 20, I moved to Israel with my ex-husband. And then I just stayed there and do all kind of stuff. And before, uh, almost five years ago, I moved to Colorado with my family, with my husband and my kids and my dog. So I'm moving every 20-something here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, wow. Wonderful. So how many languages do you speak? So I speak French and Hebrew, and I'm learning English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your English is pretty good, if you ask me. <laughs> I wish I spoke more than Thanks. one language fluently. <laughs> yeah. yeah, wonderful. I think that when I moved here, I had an amazing opportunity to work on my book, actually, because when I moved here, you know, you don't know people and you don't know anything so it was a good opportunity just to sit and write I think you had a but lot of time 
Yeah, I actually I was super busy. It's amazing because in I had so much to do, like to start all my life all over. And in in the other way, I think it was a great opportunity to just sit and write my book. So yeah, it was crazy. But here we go. <laughs> do you want to talk about the book that you have written and that's been published? Yes. Yeah, so my first book is called You Are Allowed, and it's about my life. It's a memoir. And I published in English in October, back in October. It was amazing. I worked on that book for six years, and it was just crazy. It changed all my life, actually. That book, you, you first wrote it in Hebrew. Is that correct? Right, right. Because all my team, actually, I start writing my book before before we moved here in 2016. Yeah. And so I started writing in Hebrew when I was in Sapir College. And it was pretty amazing. And so I, I'm, I'm working in Hebrew first. And then I decide after publishing in Hebrew, I just decided like I need to do it in English. I'm in Colorado. And so, yeah. I start translating and finding amazing people here in USA to work with me. And here we go. We have a book in English. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you basically translated your own book. You basically wrote it again in English. Yeah. 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 After six years of craziness, but it was amazing. I think it's really, really amazing to write a book. Even if you have four kids, one dog, and so many stuff going on, it's it's really, you know, it's I just learned to slow down and to look around me and to appreciate every single uh, little thing in life. I became like really, how do you call that in English? The snail, escargot in French. And yeah, snail. So, yeah, so I just I just uh, become a snail and I start looking around me. I I took my time and it was amazing. And so it changed my life because I understand mostly that happiness is not a destination. It's just around us and we need just to look and to catch that. Yeah. What advice would you give somebody who wants to write a book but feels that they just don't have any time? Oh, so I can tell you that when I start, I was just, I was just thinking I don't have time and I have too much to do and I just wait for inspiration or whatever. But really quick, I understood if I want to publish a book someday, I need just to sit down and the most important is just to decide how long you want to sit every day to write. And you can choose all 10 minutes on one hour or half an hour. But when you start, you just sit and for one hour or whatever you decide, you don't move. Even if you are not writing, actually, or if you are just writing and deleting and whatever you are doing there, you just don't move. And when your time is done, you can move again. So it's super hard for me because I have ADHD. <laughs> so I cannot sit so long. But the first day I sit for 10 minutes and 
And today I'm writing for hours. So just sit and do it. That's all. And decide on a time you want to to do it. And that's all. So it's not just that all because it's super hard. But... (laughs) But, you know, you decide and you do 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Yeah, just yeah. as long as you're consistent, right? As long as you're consistent with it. Exactly. Yeah. So you, you need to think about it before. Like, I'm going to write every day, just not the weekend. Or I'm doing like Monday and Tuesday. Or you're just thinking about it and just you need to, yeah, just to do it. And first of all, you know, I was I was sure like I need to wait for uh, inspiration or for the I don't know, but no, you don't need that. You need to do it. It's my job, so that's what I'm doing. Yeah, thank you for that wonderful wonderful advice. So I would I'd be curious to know what 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 your childhood was like in relation to spirit intuition. Now. You are a psychic medium and very, very intuitive person. So when did you realize you were those things? Oh, so it starts when I was really young. And actually, my parents, my adoptive parents, for me, it's my parents, but it's really strange because they are two you know, my dad and my mom also, she's really intuitive and my dad is also doing some stuff. So it was really interesting because it was amazing. I start really, really young and I think the most interesting is that I use that for my writing. During my writing, I really, I just do my love for writing and who I am together. <laughs> and it was pretty amazing. Can you share maybe some spirit-like experiences that you may have had when you were younger? I mostly remember when I was in Israel. So it's interesting because with that and with my writing, I had uh, just a big period of uh, nothing. I was married to my ex-husband and I was going through a lot. And it's interesting because I have just nothing in them. But when I met my uh, current husband, Sharon, uh, everything came back because it's like, uh, also like me. So I can share a lot of story. I have one story. Uh, when I met my husband, actually, I also met his mom and his mom passed away two years before I met him. So it was pretty interesting. <laughs> so I was just Talking with her, like when just regular talking, like I'm talking with you, almost, <laughs> almost. I have few experience in my life. You know, when I was younger, maybe I was super intuitive. Like I knew a lot just to looking at someone. I knew like I'm reading an open book, you know, and so mm-hmm. and I can see stuff on people, like if there are like some issues or Anyway, it's super, for me, it's super complicated and super, uh, really, I can do all kind of stuff. And all my life, I felt actually really lost with that because I felt really weird and really, 
a lot of people told me I'm a witch and I'm this and I'm that and it's not okay and if you know it was a really hard but today after writing a book and writing another book I think I'm I'm good <laughs> so I'm if if it's <laughs> happening it's happening if it's not happening but when I'm writing it's happening a lot so like the connection uh, yeah. with spirit yeah yeah mm. yeah got it yeah it's yeah so it's interesting because when I start my first writing my first book I start like a really sad and really upset and I was feeling like I'm a victim and through the writing with the spirit and without the spirit I just let the story go you know just where you need to go and it was pretty amazing. I called my editor in Israel and I said, oh my gosh, I'm going crazy. <laughs> just, you know, my book is just deciding what to do. So I think it's a connection. It's all together. You know, it's me, the spirit, my book. I don't know. It, it was pretty amazing. But I and my book, uh, another person and, and not a victim anymore. So now I'm just enjoying every second. And I'm sure I have some people with me all the time, for sure. Writing, isn't writing so healing? Um, when I was writing my yeah. book as well, I was writing about stories that I hadn't, I guess, properly addressed at the time. And so I was sort of reconfronting those feelings and emotions with some of the stories that I spoke, wrote about in my own exactly. book. And it felt good. It almost sounds like you were channel writing like it was just like spirit was using you to get those words out and guiding you through yeah. that how beautiful I used a lot of channel yeah. writing for my book yeah. too but you know going yeah. back to that story about um so you essentially you met your mother-in-law after yeah. she passed away so you Who met your current oh yeah so you met your current husband and then two years after she passed away you met your current husband and then you met your mm -hmm. mother-in-law and had a conversation with her almost like she was yeah. there with, with yeah. you. That's, yeah. that's yeah. incredible. Mm -hmm. So I think, I'm pretty sure, and even <laughs> everyone in the family, even people don't like, you know, my father-in-law, he wasn't believing so much. But even him, he said, oh, something happened, like for sure. Uh, my wife just bring you together, you know, my son and you. It was something really, really strong. And everyone in the room was, wow, what's going on here? Something going on here, <laughs> someone here, you know. And so, yeah, and so she was stuck. So I was sure, yeah, I was sure she bring us together uh, to help her. So I helped her to go because she was stuck. And I helped her, and after a few months, I think, she just, uh, I remember, well, it's so, <laughs> I'm super emotional when I think about that, because I just see her going, like, really, you know, straight up in the sky, like, woo, and it was pretty amazing. Yeah. But after a few days, I'm we married, and... Before the wedding, I told my husband, okay, I'm done here. Because all my life, you know what? When I think about that, I all my life, I help spirit and people. 
And I was like, okay, I'm done here. I did my job. It was my life from the beginning to help here, to help there. And, and so I told him, okay, I'm done here. So bye. And he said, no, no, we are going to marry in a few days. You are not going anywhere. <laughs> and in my wedding, she was there. She came back and she was flying all around and it was like, <laughs> wow, it was like, it was amazing. So yeah, so it's crazy. That's but, a, yeah, yeah so that's I, incredible. Yeah, I can talk about that for hours. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, can I ask? Were, did you grow up into a religion? Were you brought up with a certain religion? Yes, yes, I grew up with a Jewish family, and I'm always, always, always spiritual and a big believer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you grew it's, up, it's, grew up with a Jewish family, and they, mm-hmm. and you said your your parents were also very intuitive. Was that accepting? Yes. Yeah, yeah, they are super intuitive. Like, actually, one day I I was with all my husband and his dad, and we were in my mom's house, and it was Friday night, so she lights the candle for Shabbat, and. I told her, you know, my mother-in-law, she's here in front of the candles. And she said, yeah, I, I know she's here. And she said, you know why? And I say, why? And she say, it's because of the candle. It's good for her. It's like helping her. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. I believe that. Yeah. I've actually done a reading for someone before where I told them it was more specific for them, but I told them mm-hmm. to light a candle because right. that helps whichever spirit entity needs to come visit her, like gives them that extra energy or something. Exactly. So I have spirit visiting my home every Friday night. (laughs) (laughs) My husband say, oh my gosh. So my, yeah. So my, all my kids and no, I just want, I have one is doesn't like that too much, but all my kids, the little one, my husband, we're just talking with them, like with the spirit. We don't need to talk like out loud, you know, but my husband is just corresponding with them and I corresponding and my daughter asking questions and it's, it's crazy, but I love that. And it's part of me all my life. So yeah, that's what it is. And sometimes I'm doing all kinds of stuff, but it's a long story anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. So the the other side, intuition, all of that has really seemed to play a large role your entire life, really. Yeah. And in the yeah. wonderful work that that you do. What inspired you to write your book, the first one and now the second one? So when I was young, one day I was about 12 years old, I discovered that I was adopted. And it was actually my dad took me to the doctor and he just talked with the doctor and say, you know, the doctor was asking questions and my dad just say, I don't know, she was adopted. And I'm like, oh my gosh. (laughs) That's how you found out? Yeah. 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 It was a big, 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 you know, in your face. So I, all my life from that day on, all my life changed. And a lot of people ask me, like, you know, it's weird because you never, like, you know, you never feel something wrong. You never. And I'm like, yeah, maybe, you know, when I think about that, it was a lot of stuff, really weird stuff. But my parents keep that secret. 
and it was like really, really, really hard. And when I discovered my life, my life changed and I get crazy and I was like, I just want to know who I am. So at that point, I was already writing stories. I started writing when I was 10 years old. And at that point, I stopped all my life. I stopped going to school. I stopped writing. I stopped everything. I just go to an adventure to find out who I am. Of course, I was mad. And of course, I was mad on my biologic mom and my uh, adoptive parents. And all my life, I was with that on me, you know, on my soul, on my body. I was really, really hard to go with that. And at what point I say, okay, I need to write a book about that. I need just, and so like I said before, I just wanted to, I was super angry and I want just to say, you are not okay and she's not okay and, you know, all kind of stuff. But in the process, I understood so much and I forgive. I understand I need to forgive but in the end, I forgive myself too. And I think it's really important to take the time in your life just to, like you said, you know, to have the emotion you need to have and just take your time to forgive to other people, to yourself. And I finished my book with a lot of compassion to, I don't know if, how do you say that, compassion? Compassion, yeah, compassion, mm -hmm. compassion to my parent and to my biologic mom, and I say, wow, they did all that for me, just for me. She left me because she knew she cannot take care of me, and it's an act of love. And also for my parents, it's an act of love. So it was really important to me to stop being the victim and feeling always, oh my gosh, I am adopted, oh my gosh, it's not okay, you know. And so now I'm really, I'm happy I did that. <laughs> so it's for the first book, it was about adoption. And for the second, it's about my ex-husband because he was, he was abusive and it was a really, 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 really bad. <laughs> so I need to do the same process with that. Like, you know, I was a victim of abusive uh, relationship and it was like really, really bad. And, and I need to, to do a closure with that, to forgive. I already forgive him and I not forgive myself yet. So every day I'm writing and, and it's super hard, but I need to take my emotion because they are valid and I need to get through that emotion and just forgive myself because I'm still wondering why did I do that to myself? Why did I go married someone like that? <laughs> you know, so it's yeah. a process. It, it is a process and good for you for, for doing the work. Cause like you said, I'm sure it's really hard to be confronting those stories again, confronting those emotions, yeah. those feelings, those yeah. fears. And, yeah. uh, you know, not only do you be become vulnerable writing these books you know, yeah. writing and then publishing these books, it takes a lot to yeah. be vulnerable with the end result of hoping to help somebody else who may be in a similar situation. Yeah. You know, it's, it's pretty amazing. The last few days I've 
heard so many different times the story about people who do those DNA tests and realize that either they were adopted or they have a half sibling out there. Just things that are like, they, so your, many. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like your identity is like in yeah. question. Exactly. And yeah. yeah. And so, you know, I think that a lot of people can relate to that shock and the the process that goes into it, the thoughts of, well, why didn't my birth parents mm-hmm. want me? And, you know, all those things, I'm sure. Exactly. Um, all the things that maybe I, you, life I would have missed out on. You know what I was thinking all my life? I was like with a big hole in my chest and I was, maybe I did something wrong. Maybe, you know, that's how a child sees that. Like, oh, it's yeah. like if she left me, that because she's right and I was wrong, you know. So maybe I did something wrong, but I was just five days old. So what can I do, you know? But I want just, yeah. But I've always felt like I need to say maybe to to find her and to say sorry maybe or, or just to say goodbye. All my life I was waiting for that, just to say hi and goodbye, you know, just that. And, you know, to don't have an identity is so hard. And I was looking for a sense of belonging. I don't care who, just a sense of belonging. Have you ever done one of those DNA tests? I know, but I met her, my biological Oh, you did? Oh. Yeah. So in my book, I'm talking about that. I met her. And it was pretty much crazy because, first of all, I finally saw someone that looked like me. (laughs) So it was pretty amazing to see, wow, oh, someone like me, you know. And all my life I was like looking at my face in the mirror and like who I am. And someone looked like me maybe. I was looking, you know, in in Paris in the street and maybe she's my mom, maybe he's my brother. I, I don't care about nothing i just want to know and yeah so i met i find her and i met her and i have a lot of siblings and <laughs> and you know why it's exactly what happened it was like hi bye but it's okay wow <laughs> feeling, yeah how something did you like that how did you find her okay so when i meet when i met my first my second husband sharon the first thing i told him he told me about his mom. Yeah. We talk about all the night. And I said, I am adopted. And it was something I never say to, never, 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 ever. I never say that. Mm-hmm. And he told me, okay, so we are going to find her. We just first date. And he said, okay, we are just going to find it. And so we were living in Israel. And before we married, we just start dating. It just by a plan, you know. A ticket for Paris and we were on our way and I told my I told my mom I need you to to take care of my kids and she did and that's all and we were there and it was super fast actually and I think uh, the spirit helped me for sure to find her so quick and everyone was like oh my gosh how do you do that it's crazy so yeah did you find her in, in Paris? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so you found out too, you have a lot of siblings? 
Yes, yes. How, how many? Oh, so one, two, three. So she had three, and then she had two, but they didn't survive. And she left all of them. And then she had one more, and she kept her. She kept her, and she was my sister from the same dad and same mom. And then she had me, and she left me. And when I met her, she said, like, oh, I should have taken you and leave her, <laughs> something like that. So, yeah. And it's, yeah, and it's all in my book, actually, all the details about, you know. Oh, got but, it. Well, yeah, yeah. got to read that book. I bet that's an incredible yeah. story. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible, Gosh. actually. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, but it was, like I said, maybe it's super weird because I love her because I'm I'm someone just loving. I'm a loving person. And I just accept that before, not long time ago, I love people and I love to love. <laughs> so I love her very much. And it's okay. I know she. I look just like her, and and so I'm talking about all that. I have a lecture, and I'm talking about all that, you know. But all the details in my book. So, yeah. So you it's still keep amazing. in touch with her. You yes. still keep in touch with yes. her. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She just sent me. So now I'm here in Colorado. It's a little bit complicated, but. Sometimes she's writing me a letter and I'm writing and, you know, and so one day she just sent me a letter and she said, okay, your sister, she just died. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And so she died, The my sister, the one she kept with her. And you know what? I was so sad. So I asked her, please send me a picture of her. I really want to know her and to see her. And so she sent me a picture. And you know what she told me? She told me the day I sent I I sent her later before I can see her and met her. So she I had to send her later and she said the day you send me the letter, your sister came to visit me like all the week and she was asking me what's going on. I can feel something going on. So I tell her, please tell her about me and she said no, I won't tell her about you. And from that day on, my sister, Malika, she was sick and she was a mess. She had a lot of problems with her boyfriend, with her job, and she just gets drinking and drinking. And at the end, she died. I don't know from what, because I she doesn't want to tell me. So she sent me a picture, and I was so sad. And my daughter, Danielle, she told me, you know what, Mom, I think she's, now she's happy. She's like resting finally. Oh, yeah. And now you can connect with her, you know? Yeah. You don't need, exactly. a, you don't, no, you don't no need to go through your biological me. mom. Exactly. So, um, Adeli, I do want to, to sort of wrap up our um, discussion here. I'm curious to know all the knowledge that you've obtained um, from writing your books just living your life, all the experiences you've had, what advice would you give yourself, your younger self? I would say you are just enough the way you are. Just enough. You are perfect. That's, that's all. Just keep being yourself and you are enough. I always said in my lecture and in my, every time I'm 
speaking somewhere, I just said, forgive yourself first, love yourself first, respect yourself first. Because I think it's a process. But I will just say I'm just perfect the way, you, you know, you are just perfect the, the way you are. So, yeah. Oh, that's that's beautiful so beautifully said so thank you so much Odelia for spending this time with me sharing your story and your vulnerability it's just been it's just been amazing thank you thank you so much Laura and that was another episode of a guided life podcast thank you so much for tuning in and until next time love and light always for help on your path to healing? I'm Lisa Campion. I'm a psychic, Reiki master, teacher, and energy healer. On my podcast, The Miracle of Healing, I'm going to help you on your healing path. Listen to conversations with leading teachers in energy medicine, quantum healing, and people who have recovered from loss and illness. Whether it's to take care of your own healing or to help other people, this is the podcast for you right here on mindbodyspirit.fm.